chant the chant, Kassar. I'm throwing hands and... What? <laughs> <laughs> Got that all today? Yep. <laughs> Gable oh Stevenson. He would, he would make the fight happen. I would love that. Yeah, I always had it in the back of my mind since like... High school. Dude, I hope he has a toothpick in him. Yeah, <laughs> something gangster about Kassar that I gotta figure it out. There's a lot that goes into it, but bottom line is I lost the wrestle off. People really don't know kind of how good you are off that one fight. How mm. good do you think you are right now? Pretty good. <laughs> it is literally Caden standing there and the, his little head just popped. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Clash of Combat podcast. Today we're joined with Ant the Champ, Kassar. How's it going today? It's going great, boys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Of course, of course. I'm killing it, so appreciate you. you having me on. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. How has life been recently for you? Good, man. Um, training MMA full-time now, so it's been going great, uh, except for the part that I can't find flights. Why? Dude, I don't know. It's, They're scared of the champ? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them, but still, <laughs> it's it's frustrating. So I think, yeah, the combo of the wrestling background, Bo's success, uh, ATT, like it's just all coming together and guys are just not accepting, so... Had my first one back in December, hoping to, I said yes to a guy today, so waiting for that contract, hope to hopefully have my next one in October, so. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I gotta run to the bathroom real yeah. quick. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll up there, buddy. <laughs> so, we, we, we were at the American Top Team earlier, yeah. and uh, man, this dude loves their gear. Yeah. I mean, how, how often do you train there? Uh, every morning, pretty much. Every morning. Yeah. What, what does that entail? Does you have a coach or do you kind of just get in there and Yeah, on? we have a, a head coach. He's a jiu-jitsu uh, Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu black belt, uh, Barbosa Aliutan. And yeah. uh, then we have uh, Moose, he's kind of our boxing coach. And then, you know, we spend some time out in ATT Florida too. So oh, sure. um, it's just you learn all the other combat styles, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing. And then we still are in the room every day wrestling. So it's, At uh, Penn State Room? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we go back and forth and uh, get the best of both worlds. Who is your favorite to wrestle back at the Penn State room right now? Um, I think it's always been Varner. Really? He, he was my guy leading up to NCAs and uh, at 197 heavyweight. Like He was just the perfect feel for me. Man. So I would say I don't wrestle with him as much anymore, but he was always always my, my, my guy to wrestle with. Okay, mm -hmm. Varner. How was yeah. that transition from wrestling to MMA? Was it always a guarantee for you? Yeah, I always had it in the back of my mind since, like, high school. Mm -hmm. um, I, I started seeing the wrestlers start dominating, you know, Cejudo, Cormier, those guys. Yeah. And I always had that kind of fighter mentality, the way I approach wrestling. So sure. I was like, at some point, I'm definitely going to get into it. I think still the mindset is different from a wrestler to a fighter. Yeah. Because for me... I'll tell you what, I'm the biggest wussy when it comes to fighting. <laughs> when, like, this dude uh, set up this boxing event and I'm facing, like, my little brother. He's just coming at me. Yeah. That's something, like, I'm a wrestler. I have the wrestling mindset, but there's there's different levels to it. Yeah. Like, you got to be a killer yeah. to have that mindset. It's definitely different. I think you could kind of tell based off the wrestlers and their style, like, if they're going to be into it, okay. if it translates or not. Okay. Um, for me, it's always been, like, just basic power, explosiveness, um, hard hand fighting, and, like, those things translate super well. Okay. What? <laughs> you finally got an opponent, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is your first jujitsu match. All right, let's go. <laughs> what do you got? What is? <laughs> you just got that all today? Yep. <laughs> yep. We spent the last month's income on on this gi today. <laughs> Seriously, well, bro, last month's income. I got a big sunroom, so we can move. To the <laughs> yeah, he told me. He was telling me that. Uh, 10 bucks for a white belt. I was offering him 20 for the black and he wouldn't, he wouldn't pull for it. <laughs> you're like two for one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, you look good in there, bro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, have you rolled it all? 
No. 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 I want to, though. Yeah. I've actually never put on a gi. Are you serious? Yeah. This is my first one, too. Yeah. It doesn't, like, it's good, but it doesn't translate as well to MMA. Right. So I haven't done it, any of it yet. Yeah, man. This thing. You look nice. It looks like it fits you. Yeah. yeah the guy told know. me, hey, it's his size, so I decided I'll roll with it. The guy said that he could, uh, if all three of us face him in jujitsu, just ran at him, that he submit us real quickly. Barbosa, our coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? He's that good. Yeah, he's nasty. Does he submit you? Um, we don't roll too much like hard. He's, you know, he's getting older. He's had a lot of fights and stuff. Yeah. But um, he, I'm, I'm sure he could. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's he's tough. Dude, he. I, okay. You are huge, dude. <laughs> we were talking about this. <laughs> we were talking about this when we went out to the car. Like, you're fighting at 205. Yeah, bro. I'm slim right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm like 20, 30 pounds less than what I was at heavyweight. So Seriously. Um, but I appreciate it. Yeah. What, what are you right now? I'm like 220. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I, I made the, the first cut down to 205 uh, in March. I was supposed to have a fight, but the guy pulled out. But I, I made it anyway. And it was tough. So my body kind of adjusted since then like okay. it's shrunk a little bit but i feel good walking around where i'm at that's good mm-hmm. jeez dude when that bulk the heavyweight oh, it was intense bro dude what all went into that a lot man um people are always asking because you see a lot of guys jump up in weight and even from 197 heavyweight and rarely have success because it's it's a lot of discipline like people think they can just decide they're going up in weight and then no holds bar eat whatever do whatever but for me it was like i tell people I've done cutting and I've done bulking and cutting is, uh, bulking is more fun, but it takes more effort. So mm-hmm. with cutting, like three, four hours goes by and you're not thinking about food. You're like, all right, like that's good. With bulking, it's like in every hour on the hour, you have to be doing something to keep your body weight up. And so for me, it was, you know, six meals a day. Um, I didn't really count calories too much, but it was at least five, 6,000 and, um, you know, lifting, two to three times a week wasn't, you know, wasn't a, a lot of days, but it was a lot in the weight room. And then the eating is, and the supplements are the most important part. So Jeez. that's kind of what it takes. So like on a bulk, is there so, still like such thing as a cheat meal? Yeah. Yeah. When you're first t- trying to build your frame, you, you can uh, lessen the restrictions a bit because you need your body to adjust to it. Right. So that's when you're eating the pasta, the bread and all that. But as you get down to competing, because you know when you're eating that stuff you don't feel as good so when you're actually trying to compete you need to dial it back in and that's where i think people mess it up they they keep those cheat meals going consistently while they're trying to compete and and wrestle at a high level and uh you just can't sustain that over the course of a season so i think that's what that's what separated me i was eating very similar to how i eat now and how i eat when i was cutting to 197 but it's just tenfold like four speed yeah you know like gagging in the morning on eggs (sighs) like just it's a job it's a Dude. job, but did you ever do a, a raw egg? Yeah, I have. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. That is horrible. <laughs> you can do one now. I got some in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Man. How much stronger did you get from bulking? Stronger? Like, I mean, could, did you have numbers you were lifting that you were hitting that you weren't before? For sure, for sure. I mean, I love to lift, but that that can't really be the focus too much because you know you can get hurt and Mm. so I was definitely putting up big numbers but um I was trying there's a breaking point between lifting too much and breaking your body down to where you're exposed to injury Mm -hmm. and then also doing enough to tear the muscle tissue down to get stronger Mm -hmm. so I was definitely putting up some numbers but I wasn't pushing it to what I could do okay Mm -hmm. how does that correlate to speed then do you see yourself slowing down 
Or did that not play a factor? Uh, you're gonna lose a little bit when you put it on. You know, I put on. So I, I weighed two fifteen, um, two days after uh, my final match at one ninety seven, and then I got up to about two forty for the following season. Okay. So it's about 20, 25 pounds, and you're gonna lose a little bit of that of that speed, but you're gonna make up for it in power and strength and mm. um, the ability to roll with someone that's two hundred eighty five pounds. Sure. So, yeah. We uh, we actually forgot something to start this. What. Uh, Bo Nickel had a question for you. Oh, great! <laughs> well, it, it's, 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 it's those for our podcast, <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of hard because we do this thing where at the end of the podcast you ask the next guest a question, not knowing who it is. Oh, that's cool. So he didn't know who you who it was going oh, okay. to. Okay, uh, that's way better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, on a desert island. Deserted island. Deserted island. What three things would you bring? Okay, so. The reason why he asked that is because last night we filmed our Nickels and Dimes podcast. Did you just do it? And that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But I can give you guys a sneak preview. Of, All right, yeah, so yeah. we answered for each other. Okay. So he said for me, toothpicks, which is pretty spot yeah. on. Um, the second one was, I forget, but the third one was unlimited rotisserie chickens. What? Yeah. Man. Like so, for you? Yeah, for me. So I'm good. I have a, <laughs> <laughs> chickens, I'm good. What are you eating with the toothpicks or what? <laughs> <laughs> my hands on the island. And uh, but then I was like, what am I gonna do with my hair? So that's why I forgot the other one because he gave me the hair gel. So I have hair gel, <laughs> toothpicks, and rotisserie chickens. For him, I gave him his steak knife because if he has that, he can kill and eat yeah. whatever. And then I gave him myself because uh, he's gonna get, he's <laughs> gonna get lonely. So I, I figured he needed my boy, his boy. Dude, he said on the way here, dude, I hope he has a toothpick in him. Yeah, I said that. I was like, there's like some gangster, something gangster about Pissar that I got to figure it out. I well, I usually do, but it gets a little hard to speak with. So I, I just, I'm using my favorite mug to give you guys something. The champ. Yeah. Wow. How, how did that nickname come up? Because you've been calling yourself the champ for years. Yeah, the best nicknames are the ones you start for yourself. That's what I think. I like it. So, it was... Um, Junior year, I had lost my final match to qualify for the state tournament, and I walked off the mat and was just like, I'm winning it next year. And I, I hadn't even been to, been to the tournament yet. And uh, a couple days later, I just started visualizing and calling myself the 195-pound state champ, and then that kind of just got shortened down to the champ. And I was calling myself that leading up to the season. It started catching on midseason, became the state champ that year, and uh, that followed me to college. Had to reintroduce it to everybody. And, uh, slowly, you know. What were they calling you? Uh, Big Tone. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of different nicknames, but uh, thankfully it started catching on through my senior year. Man, mm. I did not know you didn't qualify your junior year because that's something that I, I didn't qualify my junior year. Really? I was ranked number one and I lost to a future college uh, teammate, actually. Um, but then that next year I did win it too. So, really? Yeah. We, that's awesome. Almost had a the same story there. Hopefully in college I can win the <laughs> yeah. champ. Win the yeah. champ. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was. I think there's only been four people in New Jersey uh, history to do that because wow. it's just it. As you know, it's really rare that people don't qualify. Sure. So yeah, you never qualified your first no. three years. I, I didn't even know what it looked like. I wasn't like completely dedicated to the sport yet, and uh, it just something just switched in my mind after that season and. Um, Thankfully, made it happen. When did you start wrestling? I was young, about seven or eight. But it, the in my town, it was like very young. Like, okay. Um, we started the program like with me and my brothers, so it was uh, 
you know, wasn't very advanced. I wasn't training in the off season. So it wasn't until like sophomore year that I was like dedicated and wanted to get good at it, started training year round. And so it's like weird because I was always a part of the sport, but I wasn't fully into it till late, late in high school. Dang. Mm-hmm. Man. What's the biggest championship Ant the Champ wants to win? The next goal is become the best in the world. So, um, and that's going to be an MMA. So that was a decision I made after uh, this Olympic year was, you know, best in the state, best in the nation. Next goal was always best in the world. So that's the, the goal for MMA and uh, probably being the UFC is the goal. So, mm. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if you were, if you would go into any other promotions or is it you just want to be in the UFC? I mean, I would consider it. They're, they're definitely doing well, right? They're paying a lot, They're paying guys well. They're promoting themselves a lot better. So it's good to see some competition. But at the end of the day, the UFC, as of this moment, is still the A-League. And that's where I, I see myself being. So that's uh, what I got my eyes on. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched, like, the PFL at all. Yeah. yeah they're that stuff's it. pretty cool. Yeah. They got a like, cool, smart cage. They got a lot of money. Yeah. They're treating their fighters well. And the whole, like, uh, season concept to it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's really cool. Could you ever see, you never see yourself doing I that? I could, I really? could, yeah. I'm never say never. Okay. Um, and uh, I know a lot of guys in it, and they they uh, take care of them, and it is cool to have like fights that you know you're gonna have, um, yeah. that kind of like a wrestling season. So I think it's it's all good for the sport. Yeah, it's you like guys a, ever gonna fight jujitsu. I think that's the farthest I can go. I always wanted to do like one fight. Yeah. You know, but I think it's I think it's good to have one, just so you know. Like, yeah. It's good to get in there and feel that because wrestling's wrestling, but you just like I didn't know until I got in there the first time, and thankfully I felt at home. But um, you just got to feel it once. Yeah, that's I mean, what people dude. we've been talking about, like how it's almost like an addiction. Yeah. As soon as you get that first fight, you're like, yeah, this is this is what I do. Yeah, this is who true. I am. It's true, dude. Like, I had uh, I had Bo kick my leg today <laughs> twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. I just said I had to feel it. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> it was, Dude, I don't know, man. It's not fun. Like, and he was, he kicked me, like, up here, and yeah. he was like, yeah, if you get kicked in the calf, it's 100 times worse, and yeah. I was like, oh, my dude. Yeah, it might be worse than punches. It's not fun. Dude, I, I don't know if I want to get kicked. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you missing out on your favorite TV show because it's not in your region? Or are you annoyed because of all the blasting ads always on your screen? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of US streaming services, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN with a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN can bring it right to you. With over 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com coc to get a huge discount and four additional months for free and it's completely free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee there's literally no risk with the 30-day money-back guarantee so give it a try and if you like it great if you don't they'll issue a refund and act like nothing ever happened check out my link in the description to get started today <laughs> me neither <laughs> i'm gonna read uh, one of my favorite quotes from you all right this is on instagram post Education's important, but big, bi- <laughs> big biceps are important. Day. Yes, sir. How did that come That's up? That's a great quote. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think it was after one of my like hard curl sessions, and I was just like, <laughs> I had like a, a final to study for. I'm like, what am I doing? Studying for a final. <laughs> I just had a thousand curls. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're running like a gauntlet? Just doing 
just forever? Just a good arm form. Like you just, sometimes you gotta just blow them out. Because in wrestling, you know, you don't get it worked arms too much. Yeah. Like it doesn't doesn't translate as well. So sometimes I just gotta get in there and do what feels good. It's like a cheat meal for me. It's yeah. <laughs> a cheat meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some uh, some matchups. Okay. Let's hear them. The biggest one. Our first guest we ever had. Oh yeah. Gable oh, Stevenson. <laughs> good dude. He said he said he would. Uh, if the money's right, if it makes sense, and he comes over to MMA, he would he would make the fight happen. I would love that. I would love that. Um, I told him publicly, if he becomes world champ in WWE, and I'm world champ, we'll do a crossover, and no. uh, and whatever whatever he wants it to be. If he wants to be fighting, let's do it. If not, I'll go over there and uh, play his game. So, Shut dude, up. that would be so yeah. sick. That's actually genius. Yeah, that dude. is. I think that's the only way to do it because it's we we have the story, so we got to do. You know, I'm two and zero against him, but the build up will will make it a pretty special event. Yeah. Um. So I think we should save it for that. Yeah. You might have to go another bulk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I probably will. I'll, I'll go back up to heavyweight eventually. Um. Is is the plan? So, I think. The timing would work out. Yeah. How do, you, how do you think you were the only guy to figure out Gable and beat him? It's a good question. I think... I don't know, man. I think our styles just match up. Like, he's extremely talented and very skillful and very technical. And those are things that I was never known for. But I'm known for my heart and grit and... Um, willingness to just keep going and I have some basic you know skills and power and strength obviously that 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 can help me get there but I think the combo of those two things really helped me win the, both those matches because you know I, I'm, will, I'm willing to die out there and not that he wasn't but I think the fact that I can push that much more and that I, that reflects in how I train and how I prepare and the mindset that I have um, I would attribute to that mm. When you were wrestling him, did you think, like, this dude's going to be, like, did you know he was going to be the next big thing, like, after you beat him? Well, the whole year leading up to it, you know, he was the, he was the phenom. You yeah. Know, he was the next Kill Sanderson, um, you know, undefeated, and he, he was already looked at as that. Right. And so I had a little bit of a name, you know, from the from the prior year, had some, some good wins, and um, I was aware of him before I even started that season at heavyweight. Um, so I made, you know, I made a video for myself uh in june of 2018 just predicting my my national finals win the following year and in the video i say you know i'm, I'm gonna defeat gable Stevenson um in, in the finals and i was you know a little bit off it was the semis but um i i i saw him being there and and, and respected what he was going to bring and so you know i was ready for those for both those matches big tens and nationals wow that's pretty cool, mm. <laughs> yeah. dude. It's like like those vid- like the matches of you wrestling him. You're like the only person in the entire NCAA that like actually could like mat return him or do yeah. anything, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like just a mat return. It seems so simple, but like you're the only one like yeah. that would actually do it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I always loved watching him wrestle. Like it's yeah. super entertaining. Even that year, like he was catching flack for you know how he performed and, and carried himself, but I, I I enjoyed watching. I thought he brought a lot of good eyes to the sport. It still does. And so I try to not, you know, speak anything negative of him. He, we, we both had great moments in the sport and have done what we done. But um, I think in particular those that season and in, in those matches, a lot of guys, 
allowed him to to wrestle the way he wanted and and to keep his momentum going and and manhandle those guys and I just wasn't willing to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. How was it when you won the championship? And I, I remember vaguely remember seeing. You know, you got all your buddies there, mm-hmm. hyped. Yeah. You coming over there in that corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, how good, like, did that feel? Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. It's like, the more you put into it, and the harder the road is, as cliche as it sounds, like, the sweeter it is at the end. And for me, you know, there was a lot of public things that that, that uh, I had gone through throughout the five years to get to that point, And there were a lot of personal things that weren't public. And uh, I felt all of that going into it and so to have that final whistle blow in the national finals it just literally felt like god was taking like a hundred pound weight off my chest Mm -hmm. and that's why i just collapsed and pointed up and i was like just thank you for this whole process the man i became through it and then being able to celebrate with the people that supported you and loved you along the way it's i'm sure as you guys know in the big moments there's nothing like it did you i i asked you this just I'm, i'm really interested on your experience because was this that was your only your starting in college correct was that senior year I started I know you started a couple duels yeah I started half the season at 187 so um Shakur Rashid and I split matches and uh I you know had success I beat Colin Moore who was number one at the time um and was expected to go into the to the big tens and NCAs but didn't so I had about maybe 25 matches before that year okay Mm -hmm. and then going in you know in the national finals, were there any nerves that you've never felt before? Because for my national championships, you know, even the first round, I had a feeling that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. And whether it was like, you know, all the lights, you know, new mats, just at a new experience at a higher level, did mm-hmm. you have anything you had to overcome? Not really. I mean, obviously it's a new situation, so there's going to be a little bit of that, but I had been surrounded by so many national champs mm-hmm. for come from Penn State. And I'd been to the NCAA tournament to watch. And so I had an image of what to visualize. And that, I think, helped me out a lot. Like, sure. I was visualizing it every day. So, yeah, I didn't know every single little detail. But once I got there, the majority of, of the picture was already set in my mind. So nothing was really new to, to a certain extent. And uh, and then it just kept comes down to preparation. Sure. I, I just, I'm confident in the way that I prepare. And that's what gives me peace. What I tell, you know, kids at camp is that's what, if you want to be at peace, in the biggest moments, then do every little thing you could possibly do leading up to it, and then just give the rest to God and, and trust that you can go out there and perform. Well, you said that you were splitting matches at 197, mm-hmm. and you were projected to be the guy to start. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you the guy? Well, there's a lot that goes into it, but the bottom line is I lost the wrestle-off. Um, now, I had success. Like I said, had that big uh, Ohio State win, which was a crazy duel. Um but he also had success, and it came down to coach's decision, and I understand why they made it. There was a lot of outside noise of, you know, expecting me to transfer and not, you know, not thinking it was the right choice for this reason or the other. But at the end of the day, I, I took full responsibility. I could have won the wrestle off. I could have done every little thing in those matches to prove to the coaches that I was the guy, and I didn't. And that just really set even a bigger fire under me for the following season. So everyone was questioned me if I was going to leave this or that and I was already back in back in the gym and, and working towards that, that that next season to achieve that final goal and thankfully you know those hard moments like like sure. you just talked about for me if you use them to find the lesson in it and it leads to the next big goal then it's, it becomes a positive thing it's tough when you just 
when it just happens and you kind of just leave it there and you don't really get anything out of it and it doesn't really project you towards anything else then it's tough but for me like i deal with my failures and setbacks as leading them to to uh to bigger and better things and then looking back you can't really be salty at all yeah. is your wrestle off just one match we yeah it was based that year was based off of uh some public tournaments we had okay and then big wins and then wrestle off so it was a lot that went into it but i think each year it's a little different in, in how they decide yeah Ours at the end of the year is like best of three, right? Yeah, best of three, but mm-hmm. it's it's tournaments first, like kind of. Yeah, yeah. So you guys did like if whoever placed higher in a tournament. Yeah, like Southern Scuffle and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the definition of peaking at the right moment? <laughs> I would say I. I've been a little late yeah. in my career, <laughs> um, so I'm working to change that now. Like MMA, I'm I'm starting out. I want to start from the top. And not have to go through the hero's journey, but I, I did have to do it twice, high school and college. And um, I think when when it comes down to it, when it's all on the line that final year, I tend to show up. But I don't think that's the best way to go about it. Sure. <laughs> the Dopaband is a resistance band used for building muscle and improving athletic performance. The unique thing about it is that it's longer, stronger, and more elastic than any other resistance band. With Dopa, you can work on strength, endurance, technical skills, and muscle growth. Dopa can be used as a portable multi-trainer that you can carry with wherever you go even the most beautiful places in the world. Join Dopamino and the world's number one resistance bands with the largest online training center. And a word about our service, full one-year warranty for quick delivery to your home. If you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. So there is no more excuses. Join Dopamino today to change your workout routine forever. <laughs> so you, you've had one fight. Yep. How, and you know, that ended first round. Mm-hmm. People really don't know kind of how good you are off that one fight. How mm-hmm. good do you think you are right now? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we what? can find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm I'm very confident. Obviously, any of us that get into the sport with our wrestling background are gonna have a huge advantage, and that's been proven time and time again. So, with that alone, I'm very confident. Mm-hmm. But you never know until you start training, and I've been training for about a year now, and uh, I'm I'm happy with my my progress. I feel like I'm naturally tailored towards jiu-jitsu and boxing and muay thai so it's not like i'm unathletic or my body doesn't match up to it. some guys just can't you can't get it right mm. um i feel like i have the ability to to master or at least get elite in each of those styles and then combine that with my wrestling ability and i have big goals and i think i can achieve them sure i think it's so cool too how you know you're you're on your climb to that top mm. and you know, Bo's a guy who he has those UFC fights, and you're there ringside, mm. along like with the big crowd lights. Yep. You see him doing success. Like, do you ever have visions of like, 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 wow, that's gonna be me like, for sure. Next, like, for sure. I think that's the benefit of coming from Penn State. Like I said, you know, you asked if everything was new at nationals. It wasn't because I was surrounded by that. So, who you're surrounded by, you're gonna become more like. And uh, when I have someone like Bo and other guys that I can follow and and see firsthand what that that journey is and even see it live mm-hmm. it makes my visualization so much clearer and i'm doing it while i'm in the corner while we're walking out while we're preparing so that's that's a huge benefit for me that i get from from being around those guys sure are you more ner- nervous when bo's fighting or when you're for fighting sure. when he's for fighting sure. yeah for sure when he's fighting you have no control yeah and it's it's way worse than wrestling because if you're if you're walking down the street and your boy gets in a street fight like you're getting in a street fight too 
And so it's so weird to have your, your <laughs> boy like fighting and you can't do anything about yeah. it. And so I'm always always on edge, but at least I can trust that you know he's prepared. He's gonna do his thing, but he'll he'll say the same thing. Like when you when you're actually fighting, it's you're you're at peace. Like you feel good. You've done everything, but uh, it's it's different when yeah. your boy is. You think you could beat me in a street fight? He's two sixty. I'm, I'm two sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bradley Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident I can beat you in a sunroom fight. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a personal street fight? Uh, or a bar fight? I've been in tussles. Okay. Um, thankfully, I've never had to like all out use my hands. I've been able to mitigate it with my wrestling. Okay. And uh, I've also been fortunate that not many not many people have tried me. But uh, <laughs> they're I, fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've never been on in like a full. I'm throwing hands and, and like trying to hurt someone. It, you know, a couple of foot sweeps usually get the job done and I can peacefully yeah. walk away. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite uh like martial art to train, I guess, besides wrestling? They're all they're all so much fun. Jiu jitsu is it it works well with wrestling, so it's fun to be able to do wrestling moves and then finish that finish the submission off of them. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Boxing I've always wanted to learn but was always focused on wrestling. So that's fun and then using elbows and knees like that's why I got into MMA besides the fact that it's everything I love about wrestling times 10, you know, the attention, the fame, the money, all of that that goes into it. Um, but the purity of it, of learning more combat st- styles to master and hopefully improve myself through that is what I just love about it. Yeah. Dude, I could see you as like a, like, you know, like the New Jersey, like, I don't know, like your accent reminds me of like a boxer. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean yeah. though? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'll take that. <laughs> How's your relationship with Kale? It's great. I would say he's uh, definitely been one of my big mentors over the years. Uh, it's one of the main reasons why I went to Penn State, why I think a lot of kids do. It, it, he uh, represents kind of that father figure of uh, more than just wrestling. Okay. He helps you become the man you are that you want to be and, and keeps you grounded in your faith. and. Um, yeah, I think he's just he's just someone with character that I would like to emulate, and he can also teach you some good wrestling moves. So, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, dude, from like the media side, he just seems like a robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like that. Why yeah. does he have that mystery component to him? Yeah, I think I think he doesn't like the social aspect of life in general, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, public life sure. and, and, uh, and maybe social media and all of that, but. If, when you're personally with him and hanging out with him and wrestling with him, like he's just a normal dude. He loves to crack jokes. and um, But I get that persona that people get from him. He's just, you know, people like to, some people don't like to expose themselves to, to the public as much, which sure. I get. He was at the World Team Trials and I, I didn't want to ask for a picture. So I snuck a little, a little pic. We're to add it on screen. Dude, it is literally Caden standing there and then his little head just pops up. <laughs> no, I'm going to bring it out right now. Yeah, you, you. Got, you got to see this, dude. <laughs> Man, because I was just like so nervous. That's like, like way worse. He would have like, much rather than bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro is the goat. I don't know if I can talk to him. He definitely would have just said yeah. Yeah, yeah I know he cool would have. Dude, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, he comes over and just like shows everybody this picture. Everybody's like, "What? Dude, what?" Yeah, no one can see it. Man, that, that awesome. picture means a lot to me. Yeah. What? What year are you guys? I've t- 
Uh, we both have two years, but I'm a year younger because yeah, okay. he had the COVID year. So you guys are both coming to Penn State or what? Well, we're gonna ask you what is it? What, uh, what would it take for us to win any titles in the next two years uh, at Penn State? To what'd you say? Commit? <laughs> <laughs> Not just commit, but win and succeed. So your sophomores in high school? No, no. College, college. Oh, college. We got two more years in college. <laughs> my fault. My fault. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you want to jump to college? <laughs> um, yeah, you should just transfer, and then we'll tell you all our secrets, yeah, and right. you'll win. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Dude, it's, I feel like it's going to take a little more than that. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, can't leave the Ranger Bear hanging, though. Yeah, yeah, we go to, we go to Parkside. Got it. UW Parkside. I don't even, do you know what that is? No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tiny town, middle of nowhere. But. Okay, what state? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, but we're good. Like, watch out, Penn State. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all coming for us, huh? Dude. Oh, like, the coolest duel we've ever done was not even in our in our uh, arena. It was in, we got to wrestle at, like, the Wisconsin uh, Fieldhouse for, like, a showcase cool. with, like, the th- we have three divisions. Okay. Right. Wow, I'm dumb. Hmm. NCAA is three divisions, dude. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, all three divisions got to wrestling, and that was, like, the coolest thing we've done. Got it. Much. That's cool. How f- how long do you think Penn State will stay at that top? Dude, I don't know. It seems like each year it gets better. Um, the coaches are just great at recruiting, and I think now the program's at a point to where it's established, to where kids are just attracted to it naturally, and, and the right kids are attracted to it mm. that fit the mold. And so with that cycle of feeding, I mean, I think something drastic would have to happen to change that. God forbid. Yeah. Do you keep track of like newcomers coming in at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm still in the room, so I, I'm you know I'm around all those kids, and yeah, they all they all fit that fit that mold. And by mold, it's just good good kids that love to wrestle and enjoy it and have fun with it. And um, it doesn't seem to change each recruiting class that comes in. So I'm excited for to, to watch them this year. Are you only wrestling at like the RTC, or is there wrestling practices at? Right now, it's just RTC because um, okay. it's like out, out of season. Right. But uh, when the college season comes around, they'll split it back up. So Okay. Yeah, so we're all kind of around each other right now. Who's like guys in there that you like like to roll with? I like. I told them I like Varner was my always my guy in college. So uh, he was perfect feel for me. Um, and then now I just grab whoever. It could be 25-pounder up to heavyweight. I'm rolling with Greg, uh, our heavyweight, Kirk Lead a lot right now getting ready for this season which I'm really pumped for him for uh, you know his final year to take what he wants and um, whoever else needs help so you know there's obviously a lot of world team guys too and, and they're focused on getting prepared for that so I just it's for me it's more about helping those guys out and maintaining and increasing my skill a little bit in wrestling as I focus on these other domains yeah that room's got to be loaded right now right yeah I don't know did you guys talk about this already mm-hmm. no okay just about like the the whole world team's there right now yeah 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 so it's, it's got to be like it's stacked yeah it's interesting seeing all those dudes in our room it's like yeah it's <laughs> probably so <laughs> weird yeah <laughs> but uh, I think it's good I mean we have you know most of the world team so it makes sense and it's cool to see it's cool to see the best in the world scrapping in our room and um yeah, at this point, we're all on the, on the same team, getting ready to compete against the rest of the world. So it's cool to see everyone just helping each other out. Is it weird at all in the room when you have guys like, like Nolf and Dake are wrestling at Final X, but they're training across the room from each yeah. other? Yeah, it's it's not fun. Like, it's part it's part of the game. Like, I experienced it most of my years in college. Uh, Shakur, 
Rashid, Matt McCutcheon, and Nick Neville's my senior year. So it's it's something that we kind of just get used to. Like you're friendly, depending on the relationship. Maybe you were friends, maybe you weren't, but you just kind of do the best to keep the relationship how it was and then uh, separate that from, from competition day. But it's definitely not ideal. Yeah, and this kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with Bo about uh, we were talking about Jake and Logan Paul fighting each other. Yeah. And Bo was saying how, like, he could never even fight you. Yeah. So it's like, how could you even, like, want to fight your brother? Yeah. I heard they're, like, the last thing I heard about them is they, they would never do it. I think they're kind of growing up and, and realizing, like, it's not all about views and, and social media. But, yeah, that would that would be very tough. It's not something I would ever want to do. With Bo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we fight every day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he was saying abs- like there's no chance. Yeah, we do that enough. So we have we have a plan for what that will look like in the future when yeah. we both want to. Well, that's going to be sick. When you, you guys, yeah. If you guys were champs at the same time, yeah. one division fun. apart, yeah, dude, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who who's at 205 in the UFC right now. There's no champ. No, it's it's super like messy all ever, over the yeah, place ever since jones left yeah um the champ right now it was vacated from jamal hill he, ex- he like tore his achilles yeah. playing basketball oh really yeah Jeez. he was in like a do you know who the the schmo is mm-hmm. he was he apparently hosted a mma basketball oh, tournament oh gosh that's not a good look and he tore his achilles there dang yeah, yeah so i don't even know uh if they fought for the belt i know Pereira, alex Pereira just fought uh Bochowitz yeah and yuri was the champ so it's it's all over the place so i'm excited to get in the mix for sure yeah and you're already tra- i mean you got to be training with top level guys already yeah. Yeah. so it's like how do you how do you think you'll compare to let's say the top 15 guys in the world right now i mean like i said with the wrestling ability i'm confident that i can go in there and figure it out with just about anyone but yeah. that's not what i, I want to do right at the top level i want to at least have my hands and my uh, submission game at a semi-elite level to where I can be well-rounded and if, you know, God forbid anything goes wrong, being able to defend myself and, and, and perform at the level that I do. But, yeah, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm training with the top guys. I'm training for those future fights. I'm not training for these next, you know, couple fights. So right. uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to get in there and start that road to the top. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any, like, dream fights you want? Uh, I mean, I think Jones is going to retire here soon, yeah. so that's probably going to be out of the question. Uh, other than that, not really. Brock Lesnar's retired. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so whoever whoever has the belt is my dream match. Yeah, but if if they were to stay around, those would, those two guys would be here. Probably. I think they'd be super entertaining. And, Dude, uh, that would be crazy. Yeah, got, <laughs> got big names. Um, I like I like watching that Pereira dude. I think he's a good striker. We don't know any of his grappling ability, but he's entertaining and he's got that, you know, Brazilian warrior mindset. Yeah. So any of those guys, like even the Dagestanian dudes and and those guys that come from a similar mindset and cloth of, of how I approach the sport are guys that I want to test myself against. Have you seen the video of Pereira doing, uh, he, you know, he's like super tribal? Yeah. So I saw a video of him in like his full tribal gear, like body paint, yeah. like the whole head thing uh-huh. with the, and he's in like a circle, and it's him and some other tribe guy are like wrestling in the circle. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he he was like trying to like flex like his wrestling skills in like this tribal circle, dude. Yeah, I don't know if that's the way to do it. And he like he like tagged uh, 
Chemayev in it. It's, really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was so weird. You should recreate that uh, yeah. in the state room. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny, dude. He has he showed some pretty good uh, um, submission defense in his fight against Blahovich. Yeah, Blahovich got super tired. But yeah, I don't know what that was about. In, uh, well, th- isn't it like elevation or something? In where was that Utah? Yeah, Utah. Yeah, it might might have been something like that. That's I don't I've never experienced something like that. Yeah. Have you? Um, you know, so, sometimes when you go to Colorado Springs, like you feel a little bit when you like the first day or two. But I mean, if I'm fighting there, I'm gonna be there two weeks in advance, right. so it's it shouldn't be a factor. But yeah, you never know how those guys approach it. Yeah, for sure. When are uh, you gonna start posting some YouTube vlogs or something? Here soon. Yeah, I got a media guy uh, who's been helping me out a bunch, so we're gonna start start jacking the game up. I just honestly forget about social media yeah. a lot like <laughs> i'm focused on what i'm doing and so it's really good to have someone like that that can help me stay consistent and put on some content keep, keep up with you guys so yeah we were saying like you don't you gotta post more on yeah, instagram that's just more content i don't know what the champs do i'm working on it i'm working <laughs> on it people are always telling me i'm like i just forget do you have any idea of what you're gonna do or you're just gonna like show what you're doing and because um, we know Bo has his um, like a uh, couple things. Yeah, steak Sundays and stuff. Steak yeah. Sundays, yeah. sure. Yeah, so we actually just had a meeting like last week talking about uh, making the the page a little more dynamic. Starting YouTube, doing a fight vlog, um, documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some like meals and stuff. A lot of people are always asking about like what you guys are asking with gaining weight and sure. stuff like that. So do some, <clears throat> and then uh, we got some other ideas to show show my personality a little more. So to open up to the public a little bit more i feel like you'd have a good internet personality yeah thank you as, thank as much like in person it's like it would do good i think thank online you. for sure yeah people would see that you just gotta make sure someone keeps on me and and put it out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean it would be probably so much easier once you have somebody that is gonna just do like do that yeah. side for you yeah yeah it's 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 huge because I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know how to make reels or anything like that. And I was, really? Yeah. And, I was like, <laughs> and it's just not something like I'm, I put my, my, I'm very meticulous about like what I put my time and energy into. And like my days are planned out um, with so many different things of just self-improvement as a whole. And that just never factored into it. So to have someone that can just be around as I do my stuff and then, you know, clip it up, post it, I think uh, is super helpful. And if people, people want it and get something out of it, then great yeah for sure and now it's kind of a necessity so i've been uh you know a lot more focused on it sure i see that with successful people just limiting kind of the distractions mm-hmm. and the unnecessary stuff yeah what else have you limited other than maybe social media a lot man uh, my life's like a series of <laughs> limitations <laughs> uh, so i'm not the the funnest guy uh to be around i mean in terms of like how i live my life okay uh, you know early years of college, I would go out, party, drink, do, you know, do all that stuff. And, um, I didn't really see it affecting me coming through high school. I wasn't ever told that, you know, you shouldn't be doing that stuff to help with your wrestling. As long as I wasn't going absolutely crazy, then it was okay. Mm-hmm. But over the years, as I got closer to not achieving my goal, I just continued to dial things in even more. So it's, it's been little steps over the last five, six years. And so now from, you know, sleep to, um, you know, no caffeine, no sugar, alcohol, like chocolate, like just no sugar. Yeah. It's just a series of, uh, you actually do no sugar. I mean, like for the most part. Yeah. I I like honey a lot. So like the natural sugars, like honey, fruit, those kind of things. Uh, I'm a big honey guy. I eat honey every day. 
And, uh, but yeah, it's all those little things. If I get a, a piece of knowledge from one of my mentors or coaches that will help me get better, like I just can't get it out of my mind. So I have to, I have to do it. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of removing things, but it, ma- it makes room for, you know, really enjoying the things that, that are meaningful in life. So as bad as it sounds, it's, I still, uh, enjoy my life and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't want to come across too, too bad, but yeah, yeah it's a lot of, a lot of things that I know, um, at least for this next decade or so that I'm, I'm willing to do to set me up the best I possibly can for success that I know, you know, most guys aren't willing to do. Mm. And I think that's what gives me a mental edge of wanting to push, like we said, just a little further in matches and, and fights. Sure. Is there like a conversation you can recall that really you thought changed like your path that really was like made you take a step back and be like like I need to change something Mm -hmm. or add something was do you have it do you recall anything I recall a moment in the shower that's where a lot of you know those eureka moments come your your conscious mind's turned off so uh, it was 2017 after my sophomore year of college and I just remember you know felt kind of felt like God was speaking to me saying that you know something something was going to come up that was going to force me to start living the life that I knew I should be living mm. and I didn't and in my mind I was like I could just make that decision now without needing something bad to happen to force me into it so that that moment in the shower my sophomore year cuz you know we all know what we should and shouldn't be doing and I knew the stuff that the coaches were saying and and the details that I needed to be um improving in my life to to set me up for success and so that moment, I was like, all right, I'm done with all these distractions. I'm going to focus on my goal, do everything I possibly can to achieve it. And from there, it was like my improvement was like this, like a wave. And then it just skyrocketed and there was no break. And um, mm-hmm. that's what led me up to, you know, achieving that goal. So faith for sure played a big role. For, for sure. For sure. Yeah, faith's a huge part of my life. And um it's you know where my foundation is and, and what I rely on and so a lot of the, the things that I remove in my life are also tailored towards that and they kind of go hand in hand like if you're trying to be a good person and a good servant of God then a lot of the times those things coincide with achieving success in athletics or just in life or um, just l- at least leading you towards a better version of yourself whether that leads to worldly success or not um, I just find that it generally does because of what I'm focused on. Sure. You know? I should have said this earlier, but this is about the, the Gable Stevenson mm-hmm. thing. And this is just kind of a story. But so during that time, this is like, I'm, I don't watch a ton of wrestling, but for some reason that season I was like tuned in a lot more. For, I don't know why. But so my other friend is a, was a huge Gable Stevenson fan. Uh-huh. So I didn't know who Gable was. But I knew who you were just because, you know, Penn State. Yeah. And so I was always, like, telling him, like, Kassar's the GOAT. He's he's going to win. You know, like, how you, like, give your friend yeah, shit yeah. and stuff. And it's yeah. like, like, Kassar's the GOAT, dude. He's going to destroy Gable. <laughs> and then when you were fi- you were the guy that finally beat him, I was like, I was on my phone just spamming you with text. <laughs> and then he, he was still saying, like, Gable's still going to win it, dude. He's still going to win it. And then after you beat him again, it was, yeah. it was just great, dude. Well, you were probably one of the only four people that thought <laughs> I appreciate it yeah dude it, was, dude it was yeah it was funny and yeah do you ever get um, starstruck at this UFC events UFC events if you see anyone like either super famous or like, like holy cow that's mm-hmm. so and so not really because 
you know, I see myself being there, so I try, I try to just focus on, um, not making it more than it is. Like mm-hmm. we're all just people. I've had some success, not nearly as much as I want to achieve or that any those people have achieved. But it's it's all relative. So I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be there. I think the one person that I was pretty excited to meet was David Goggins. You met um, Goggins? Yeah, dude. Did you carry the logs? <laughs> <laughs> He actually was already carrying them, so I didn't. <laughs> no. um, Where did you meet him? He was at the UFC PI. So oh, he was he was on uh, he was in Jones' camp or whatever, and his on his team. Really? Yeah, the week that Bo and him fought on the same card. Yeah, doing what? Motivating him. Could <laughs> you imagine? Yeah, it was a it was a sick move by Jones. Like, I would definitely do something like that. Just have that energy around, and so he was just in his like in his workouts and like. They would talk after, and uh, he was just just kind of around the whole week. Sure. And uh, I've I've been a big fan of him since high school, and uh, read both his books, and so it was it was really cool to meet him. He was he was uh, exactly how how he portrays himself. Did Did he give you any any speeches? No, it was like <laughs> it was like late at night. Uh, we we just finished our workout, and he was like waiting for his Uber, and I, oh. I was just like, "What's up, David? Big fan." And he was like, "Thank you, thank you." Stay hard. And I was like, stay, stay hard. hard. That's so cold. He, was wait, he didn't run home? He take- Maybe. He was waiting for something. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but he, yeah, he, he was uh, definitely a cool one to meet. Yeah. And then, uh, so you're getting married soon. Yep. And uh, we were listening to the Nickels and Dimes uh, on the 10-hour drive here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the recent episode, have you figured out what the, uh, the uh, bachelor party is going to be yet? I don't know. I have no idea. So I... I did bows with without him knowing a single thing, you know. His his wife ended up ruining the main event, which was a skydiving. Yeah. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But so far, even though I told him not to tell her, she hasn't spoiled anything. So <laughs> I, I have no idea what we're doing. I just know it's a week after my proposed fight and a week before the wedding. So oh. it's a little dangerous timing. So uh, we'll see what happens. That's gonna be yeah, a busy couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. Damn. But I know it's gonna be awesome. Do you know where it is? I don't. So you guys a, could just be getting on a plane. Get on a flight. And the problem is, um, you know, when I planned Bo's bachelor party, we were right, right, right uh, around college. I don't know if graduated or not. But now, you know, Bo's been doing well and and he's been winning UFC fights and he has some real money. So I don't know where we're going. <laughs> it could be anywhere. Dude, that could be sick though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. We got a good crew. It's my brothers and and uh, close friends, so it should be sick. Yeah. Who are like the your core group of friends around here? Uh, I mean, Bo and I do most things together. Like I said, I got I, you know, I got a lot of things that I do on my own. I'm I'm cool with being on my own. So he he's always trying to get me to do more things. Yeah. And I'm like just chilling. And so I'll have my wife up here soon. That will take up more of my time. Um, and then other than him, we've got some guys in the RTC like Josh Rodriguez. I hang out with Greg Kirkfleet and. Um, and then we do like group things a lot, so okay. we'll hang out with all the RTC guys and play beach volleyball with the college guys. So I still I still get around a bit. Yeah, the last time we were here, they set up a big beach volleyball event. Yeah, it's fun, bro. Really? Are you good? I'm good. Yeah, I actually met my fiance playing beach volleyball here. Seriously? 2014. Yeah. Did she go? She went here. Yep. Yeah, she was on the track team. So we uh, we were doing a track wrestling volleyball game, and that's how we met. 
Dang. I feel like you got some riz. (laughs) (laughs) What what was the line? (laughs) She actually wasn't like paying attention to me, which is how I knew. I was like, okay. Well, you got to flex the biceps, right? I was like, I know this girl's into me, but she's she's acting like she's not. So (laughs) it was a whole game of that. But yeah, I I put the work in over the years and uh, now we're getting married. So how long did it take it before you guys started like dating when you met her? Um, we probably were dating a couple months later and then oh, okay. we've known each other since then. So it's, it's been kind of a crazy story, but, um, now we're, you know, adults and, and timing's perfect and we're mature and we're able to, you know, relate to each other in a way that makes sense when you're going through college and kids, like there's a lot of different things that get in the way. So she, she was always, you know, the one in my mind and that just made sense that it, uh, led to this timing and now. Gonna marry her. <laughs> <laughs> was she a national champ track star? All American. Oh really? Yeah. That's which it. was kind of my minimum standard. So. <laughs> Your kids are gonna be insane. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> you had to find a girl <laughs> to make the super babies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. You guys have girlfriends? Yes. Yep. Pretty locked down. Yeah, you yep. guys seem like girlfriend type. <laughs> <laughs> this this one might need. Yeah, <laughs> you might need some help. He's a wild one. How you yeah. <laughs> I love it. How long were you with her before you proposed? This so we were on and off for years, but this oh. time we started dating in uh, last October. Okay. And uh, I think maybe six months in, I was like, "What are we doing here?" Down. <laughs> how how much was the planning of the engagement? Because you know, girls love the yeah. So that that's kind of a, a sad story because I had a very clear picture of fighting, knocking this dude out, proposing in the cage. Okay. And you know, I was like, this is gonna go viral. It's gonna be a whole thing. She was she's gonna have no idea. And then the dude pulled out like a week before yeah. the fight. Oh, it was that fight. Yeah. So it was supposed to be <laughs> oh, March. Yeah. And so I was like. I can't like there's no one to fight so I just I had to change plans and it was still super special like it was my it was uh, Easter with my family and uh, she I think she was expecting it like every weekend leading up to it so at that point she was she had no idea when it was going to be and uh, I took her to this like this park nearby house and my whole family was there and it was it was still super special she loves fireworks so we like set off some illegal fireworks it was, it was fun. <laughs> dude why why did you still weigh in because bro <laughs> <laughs> because that, I mean one that's just how I am like I set a goal of that fight I visualized making weight it was already set in stone so I was like I gotta do it and plus I was a little on edge about making 205 I hadn't cut weight in okay. five six years so I was like let's at least do a trial run and uh, I'm glad I did because there were some things that went right and some things that went wrong and it was a tough weight cut but I feel very good about this next fight that I can I can do it smoothly so I'm, I'm definitely glad I did it and you do like the water load type yeah. thing mm-hmm. is that what everybody does yeah I think there's there's ways to do it um, but we have it dialed in with with our nutritionist and it's just a science it's just I just follow the dotted lines and somehow I wake up and I'm on weight so <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing it with the are you doing like sauna, sauna suit, or you, or like do you see those things like just the guy's heads popping up? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't used that. Um, it's yeah, sauna, sauna suit, wrestling. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, we we like to wrestle to get the weight off because yeah. we've been doing it all our lives, so it sheds it easy and it's uh, it's fun to do. So yeah, 
I, uh, yeah, a lot of people were like, so are you fighting? Or did you just make the 205? Yeah. Like, I had to. Like, I also wanted to send a message to all the guys that pulled out. I think they asked like 70 different dudes leading up to it. And 70? Yeah, it was a crazy number. And so I just wanted to show them like, hey, I'm here. I made weight. So whoever accepts, let's run it. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, you were posting on your Instagram like all week, like yeah. every day. It's like I'm still waiting, yeah. waiting for a fight. Wait. Yeah. yeah, it's it's frustrating uh, to not have someone in mind. But I went through a lot of that in college, like not knowing if it was gonna be my, my if I'm gonna start or this and that. And so, thankfully, my mind's been trained to um, just prepare for the unknown. Yeah. And uh, I won't have to do that much longer. Uh, need one or two more fights, and then on to the big promotion. So, at that point, you have to fight. Yeah, well, are you gonna follow the same path and get, try to get into like the contender series? Most likely. Yeah. Yeah, most likely next summer. And you were there for, for his yeah. fights there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right in the apex. It's like kind of like a dual meet, but even less fans. So yeah, it's kind of a cool environment. Yeah, those, those. I think they do pretty well with those things. Yeah. Actually, they look pretty cool. Yeah, it's super personal. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like Dana's right there yeah. watching you. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, you've probably met Dana, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. I mean, what was it? Who said that he was exactly how you portray him? Uh, no, Forrest well, Griffin. Oh. Said he was him. Him as a person is exactly what you see online. I can see that. And it's like, it, I don't know. I just see all these guys online, and I'm just thinking, like, they're not humans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Coach Kale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, yeah, he's just another dude. Yeah, he's. Danny seems just straight up. Yeah, like he is who he is. He's, no bullshit. Yeah, he's not gonna apologize for it, and so you, what you see is what you get. Yeah, I got a cool gift from Dana. Did you? Oh my yeah. dude, this. <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, shout, shout, shout out Walker, shout out Walker for this one. But we got a signed Howler head from Dana. Really? Yes, yeah. that's so, sick. We were out at the the Fight Pass Four Invitational. Yeah, and this Walker was the one that like set it. Up. He works for the Fight Pass, and he set it all up for us. And all the guys that were in like the Fight Pass Invitational were supposed to get the bottle yeah. but then they only gave it he said let's only give it to the winners so then they had extras left over oh that's cool and they asked him if he wanted one and then he he's 21 and I'm 20 got it and he was like oh since you're 20 I, uh, I can't give you one <laughs> and it's like dude I'm not even gonna open that yeah. bottle <laughs> it's like it's a side no, bottle so, so our thing is like the only way it'd be open if we get Dana on the podcast yeah. like yeah. that would be like a you perfect like circle yeah. moment yeah that'd, that'd be, be wild. awesome yeah I was so butthurt <laughs> You said you told him you were twenty. Yeah, I think he already because we had to give him like our gotcha. IDs and stuff for the yeah. flights or whatever. But that's funny. Yeah, that, that was so upsetting, man. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. His signature, dude. It's like two swiggly yeah. lines. <laughs> yeah. It might not even be. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Walker could have just took the bottle. Yeah, and signed signed him. For him. But yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. Who's someone you think you would want to see on the podcast that we bring on? Who would I like to see on the podcast? Could be fighter, wrestler, jujitsu guy. Um, it's a good question. Or who's somebody you'd want on yours if you ever brought a guest on? Mm. First person that comes to mind, I would like to interview GSP. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was my favorite fighter growing up. I, I would like to pick his brain. Um, but you guys should definitely have Joe Rogan on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, imagine. <laughs> Um, no, there's some entertaining wrestlers out there. I mean, Bryce Meredith would be a good one. Sure. He's got a personality. Um, some good Penn State guys. 
anyone anyone in the lineup and uh except kale <laughs> <laughs> i think i think he'd actually be better than you guys thought once you get him rolling yeah yeah he'd, he'd be, well the, i think the hard part would get him to be sit down and yeah, like, yeah. that's hard for it just tell him it's something else like a pokemon challenge and i'm sure he'll come no yeah, he, he plays pokemon, pokemon. Yes. yeah mm-hmm. I, was, I was telling cross too spencer loves pokemon uh, Kale likes Pokemon. I play Pokemon Go, so <laughs> I go. cannot see him you're playing that, Pokemon. Yeah. Let's go up in the circle, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I cannot see Kale Sanderson playing Pokemon. Got to do something. Got to have something. That's there. crazy. <laughs> Is it like Poke? You know, if it's like Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, it was it was big years ago. Like okay. all, all all the guys were into it. I just I could not you. I could not do that to myself. Yeah. Do you you play like video games? Mm-mm. You crank nineties. <laughs> 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 yeah, the kid terms, huh? <laughs> I'm still cranking them on the daily, man. <laughs> no. no, we uh, watch movies. Um, I I had a couple months where I played Fortnite. That was really, right. yeah. Got a couple dubs, and then I was like, just too, just too posted easy. your story. Yeah. <laughs> was that during like the prime of Fortnite, like way back? Yeah, yeah. okay, that was fun, bro. That's when everybody was on it. Yeah, that was super fun. But like, yeah, I can't. Those things like just they can take up too much time like yeah. you get into it and it's like four hours goes by yeah like, I, just, I can't do that so yeah, yeah i'll just watch i just started watching uh suits again it's a good show you guys watch oh, that? no i haven't but people I, in our house watch it really yeah. yeah it's good it's like a solid like it's 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 an older show so like when they used to just make like shows you could just like breaking bad walking dead like those are just like good shows to binge but you know the greatest show i think i've ever watched what Ted Lasso. That's a great show. You watched it? Yeah, Dude, I love that it's show. So funny. Dude. It's underrated, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that show. We just finished that like two weeks ago. So funny, bro. Dude. What's the actor's name? Uh, he's so funny. He's the, he's, uh, the guy from um, We're the Millers. Yeah, yeah. The kid? So no, the no, no, the dad. Oh, really? He's like the coach in it. Oh, sure. And yeah, it's so great. funny, dude. Yeah. What do you guys do for fun? Ah, uh, you know, a girlfriend. Yeah. This uh, takes a lot of time too. Takes a lot of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, man. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah. Wrestle podcast, no lawns. There you go. Yeah. You gonna be a dad soon? That's kind of a dad. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, not. I started doing that a lot, and then that's why I knew I knew his wife was pregnant because he, he started mowing lawn. Yeah, he said that, he said that he was gonna uh, mow the lawn, go yeah. to Vegas, win his fight, go yeah, back, mow the lawn again. Like, you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Okay. Is it time for the challenge? Yeah. Have you ever heard of dopamineo bands? I have. Okay. What have you seen? I've seen you guys trying to have people rip them, <laughs> and uh, I actually I need a pair because I actually use bands a lot to do. I still do my shoulder rehab because uh, I've had a lot of shoulder stuff, so I do them like three, four times a week. So they look they look dope. Yeah, today, yeah. today's your lucky day. Let's go. It is, it is the break the bolt. <laughs> All right, what's the story with this thing? So basically, you get three tries. You get a hundred dollars <laughs> if you break it, and not a single human being on this planet has ever broken it. A single human? Well, me, a single me, me, me and him have, but no guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've done far more for far less. <laughs> and what is the, what's the science behind it? Like you can you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can put it under your foot and do it. Is there a what's like the weight threshold? That I don't know. That's a great it's... question. That one. Oh my. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it hurts, dude. Doesn't it hurt? You, th- you definitely think you can, but once yeah. you get it, there's no way. Dang. You guys were scared for a second, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's going to come back. Dude, that Yeah. Dang. That was yeah. a pretty good effort. That was a top five effort, I think. That's freaking strong. Top five? <laughs> top five. <laughs> Had like seven people yeah. do it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah, alright if you can't break it, because nevertheless, we still got a gift bag for you. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, in this gift bag, we got a full-size dopaminio band, then you got a bolt band, and then a smaller stretch. yellow stretch band. Thanks, boys. Yeah, different yeah, sizes, of course. and that one is, that, that red band, it's for your uh, weight, so it's perfect for you. Yeah. Sweet. Just leave me one of these blue ones, because I'm going to dedicate my life to ripping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, if you there. can rip that and send a Even video to us. Even the smaller one. Even the, there's a smaller one in, in there. In here? A, th- a thinner one. In here? A thinner one, yeah, yeah. in there. Okay, um, I'll, I'll... If you break If, if one, it takes me the rest of my life, <laughs> I promise I will rip this thing. That $100 is always on the table. Well, let's account for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> if you break it in two years, we'll give you 110 <laughs> No scissors, no scissors. Yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate it. And then the next thing, we got another gift for you. It's a Clash Combat plaque. Dope. Yeah, so it's, we have had 20 guests. Sweet. So it has number 20 on it. I'm number 20? Yep. Thanks, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Put up up on the mantle at the new crib. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we need some something in here. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. How yeah. did you guys come up with the name? I was thinking about that earlier. Oh man, well, you, you want to dive into this? this we we this can make be it quick. a long story. <laughs> it's a, it's this podcast happened. should have never happened. I'll make it. I'll make it quick. <laughs> yeah, make it. More of the story. I've been telling him to start a podcast for so long. Really? And then he find then me and him were gonna make a podcast. <laughs> and me, him and his brother. And it was like started out as like a really big joke and we came up with Fight Life Tonight because we wanted to do like MMA fighters and wrestlers and not, not just bad. Yeah. So he still likes it was that. Your idea. It, it's on ChatGPT. Yeah, it was on ChatGPT. <laughs> 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 and he sat in like on all these meetings we had before starting it and he was the fly on the wall because they didn't want me a part of it at all and then all oh, of a sudden man. one day one day he said that he'll do it with me so I had to break the news to him like hey gotta do the pod with the guy that already has the followers gotcha. <laughs> okay now I get the whole dynamic yeah so you guys have been friends for a long time since yeah. high school yeah since high school, school. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, way, way back. Before. Like, like we went five. to like the same youth club. That's what I, that's that's what I thought. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, how long have you guys known each other? We, just like a year here. Just yeah, he okay. he's a freshman this year. This year going to be a sophomore, so Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. That, that's actually funny the way it started. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and they love Clash of Clans, and I'm like, oh yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. You pl- you play Clash of Clans? No, but that was huge in the Penn State room too. Dude, we grind. Yeah, uh, my my uh, my year was big on it. Those guys. They might still play, but... And then... Uh, it's a clash of combat. That's dope. Yeah. It's going to take over the world, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Then the last segment, fun facts. Mm-hmm. Any fun fact about anything. doesn't have to be about you. About anything. Anything in the world. And... I'm going to take my fun fact and say it was that story because I didn't come with any fun facts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <You're crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, my freaking fingers are hurting from that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you go first, Kaden? Yeah, I'll, me. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. My fun fact, because I came with one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, fact. I got a fun fact. Sure. This is a behind-the-scenes fact. We have a we have a meeting next week. Oh yeah. Sure. With uh, better. Oh sweet. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see how that goes. That's but. awesome. Yeah, they're they're great. They uh, sponsor our pod and. I've met a lot of the guys that work there, so yeah. I think you guys have hit it off. Yeah. Um, 
My fun fact is that I think I beat Bo Nickel in dodgeball. Uh, well, I miss Dodge, my partner. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, we gotta run it. We gotta run Dude, it. Run it. Can make a day out of it. Um, so that was more of a fun opinion. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Dude, I have a lot of facts. Give me, give me a, a genre. You have a lot of fun facts. Yeah. Genre. Um, animals. Well, I heard a fun fact today, actually, on a podcast. Um, but let me think of a, a better one. We, I mean, we had a whole discussion yesterday about us versus chimps. And oh, my oh, God, dude. Oh, my gosh. Of course you said Dude, of course. No, I need to change it. I need to change it. Bro. Dude, I said, I said the, the can you beat me in a street fight thing, the bow. Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, obviously. And then, <laughs> and then he goes immediately in, dude, I could beat a chimpanzee. It's <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I mean, that all started because I saw this gorilla kind of gave me a weird look at the zoo one time, <laughs> and uh, that started a series of conversations, and I'm very confident against the gorilla, and that, that is a, a match. A gorilla? Yeah, and that's a match. <laughs> I'm willing to set that up uh, at some point, post-competition career. Dude, both said like a 120-pound chimp. You're yeah, saying- but gorillas are dumb, dude. Like, they, they, they freaking side-eye you and, and try to attack you like that, like... Dude, have you ever seen two gorillas punching each other? Yeah, it's it's like bad technique. crappy heavyweight. <laughs> so yeah, I could take a gorilla. Um, fun fact. No, different. What category? Give me a category. Music. 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 Um. Well, our brains. This freaking neighborhood dog. Um, our brains. Operate. You can close the other one on uh, frequency, right? Okay. You, you guys know that. Yes. Um, so when we, you know, tap into a certain frequency with our energy through meditation or visualization or anything like that, we can attract certain things that we want into our lives and close that energy and lessen the cognitive dissonance of our brain brain which is like our brain can't tell the difference between what we're imagining and our reality so that's a fun fact of how i visualize i like to really picture every little detail and tune into the frequency of of that moment or that thing and then your brain body body soul spirit everything will work to close that that distance of what that reality is and what you're imagining and they've done studies where with with music um they've they've said certain words to literally just petri dishes full of water certain positive words or negative words mm. and based on the words that they say the water will take different shapes so i just got super deep on you guys but what? <laughs> i've but, seen that but really? there's, there's there's power to um you know visualization and the music that we that we tune into in the energy of the world. So I, I do have a question off of that. Yeah. So we had Bo Bassett on, mm-hmm. and he said that there's a practice where they played the same song the entire practice. Yeah. That's, oh, that's kind of a. Is that secret? A, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No. Uh, yeah, that's that's um, you know sometimes when you really like a song. Are you? Do you like it enough to hear it for an hour and a half? That, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. And can you train through that? Yeah. 
And if you can do that, there's not much that will throw you off. Damn. Dude, that's so that is I got sick. chills. I'm going to have to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, wait. Last thing. The oh, yeah, yeah. If you had a question to ask the next guest not knowing who it is, what question would you ask? Just the first question in case it comes to my mind, which I, I like to ask this people to like get a sense of what they're truly about and what their passion is. So just a basic question. If money is no object, you have all the money in the world, how do you live today and the rest of your life? And what do you pursue? Love it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's awesome. awesome. Well, thanks awesome. so much yeah. for doing this. Thank, Thank you so much. Appreciate it, y'all. It was fun. Yeah. Let's go.